Hey there, story lovers. Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Story podcast. As always, I am your host, TJ Truly Tooley, and this episode is going to be kind of a podcast blog, advice blog, video blog kind of thing, uh, where I'm going to talk about sleep, sleep patterns, quality sleep, and all those kind of things that have become really important to me and I think could be very important to you. So check it out. let's talk about sleep and why it's so important you know for me it's always been something that was kind of take it or leave it especially when I was in college it was you know I'll maybe I'll stay up and hang out with friends or I'll you know stay up and play video games watch movies just watch YouTube for hours on my phone and then get a couple of hours of sleep and then just move on to the next day maybe take a nap in there but sleep practices are crucially important to your success and your mental health and your focus and those are big things for me and I've found that since I've started trying to regulate my sleep patterns and improve the quality of my sleep I've actually been feeling more rested throughout the days and that's been huge for my productivity especially as I've been getting a little more stressed with taking on more workload, things at work, uh, personal projects like my book, this podcast, and just balancing time with you know friends, church, and uh, family. So I've taken some steps and some matters. Before I even did a ton of research into this, um, I obtained blackout curtains on my for my bedroom, which have just been amazing. I've started using a sleep cycle alarm clock on my phone, which tracks my sleep patterns and does soft wake-ups, which are really cool. Um, those blackout curtains make it really dark, so I've got some lights that will do a soft wake-up and kind of get brighter and brighter and brighter until the certain time that I specified. And all those have really seemed to help, but I felt like I could be doing more. So I did a little bit of research, and I came across some articles written by the National Sleep Foundation, or NSF. Um, they do a lot of cool data collection and provide a lot of resources on how to improve the quality of your sleep. And one of the articles listed 11 ways to, uh, or 11 healthy sleep practices, rather. And those really stuck out to me, so I thought I'd go through those and maybe you can, you know, utilize some of them, one of them, or all of them, uh, based on your needs. So before I dive into that list of 11, I wanted to mention that the National Sleep Foundation listed the key determinants of quality sleep as sleeping more time while in bed, at least 85% of the total time that you're in bed, uh, falling asleep in 30 minutes or less, waking up no more than once per night, and being awake for 20 minutes or less after initially falling asleep. Now, for some of you, that might be kind of scary to hear all of those things because maybe you've got a long way to go. But hopefully, 
um, these 11 healthy sleep practices will be things that you can utilize and maybe get over the hump. So starting with number one of these healthy sleep practices, we've got stick to a sleep schedule. And this one is really hard and I can admit to having a really hard time with that. And I, even now I, it's something that I struggle with is having that set going to sleep time and set wake up time. The goal should be that you go to sleep at the same time every day and you wake up at the same time every day. And here's the key, it's even on weekends, you know, you can't take time off. If you want your body to truly get used to something, then maybe you don't sleep in on weekends, but you'll feel better, which sounds kind of crazy and annoying, but it's true. It's something that I've started doing is trying to wake up um, naturally um, earlier on weekends. And for the most part, it's kind of worked, but I'm also in the bad habit of not going to sleep at the same time, which makes it really hard for your body to wake up at the same time every day. So step one, stick to a sleep schedule. Um, number two, relaxing bedtime rituals. Um, kind of staying away from bright lights and stimulants and creating kind of your routine before bed. Maybe you, you know, will go into a darker room, turn off the TV, or maybe you'll just relax, take some breaths, do some, you know, pre-sleep yoga, whatever it is you need to do. Read a book, I always recommend. Um, so that would be something, just your ritual. You do the same thing before you go to bed. And that'll help train your mind, you know, to flip the switch from, oh, it's time to be awake and do stuff mode to, oh, it's time to get ready for sleep mode. And that will help you ultimately get better quality sleep. Number three is about afternoon naps. And this one, <laughs> this one's kind of rough, but if you take afternoon naps, like, they can be really good and really helpful for, you know, getting through the day, especially if you just get to that point of exhaustion where you can't take anymore, just keep taking a cat nap. Sometimes that's all you need. And if you can nap and still go to bed at the same time, then that's perfect. You do that. But if it's something where you're taking an afternoon nap and you're wired and can't sleep until 2 or 3 a.m., then that's a detriment. And that's ultimately hurting you in the long run because you're losing all of that time. You're too tired to do anything with the time that you're awake. And so that's something that you'll need to know about yourself as you're trying to get better quality sleep is, do you need that nap? Do you need that long of a nap? Or is the nap ultimately hurting you? And that's different for every person. I know that I've both benefited from and not benefited from naps that I've taken in the past. So it's just knowing yourself and knowing what you need in situations. Number four is another toughie. It's the exercising daily. Uh, it recommends vigorous exercise, says that's best, but even light exercise is better than none. And so, you know, that kind of will help out getting rest and building up, you know, your energy. And that's something that I struggle with. I'll be real about that. I've wanted to get into exercising for a really long time. I've, I used to be super active when I was, you know, a young, young kid in elementary, middle, and high school. Even in college when I was in marching band and just going and doing, playing drop-in hockey and rollerblading and doing a bunch of other stuff with people. It, that was stuff I did. And now that I 
have a desk job, I really don't do that anymore. And so my metabolism's kind of cut up, caught up to me and I just, I need to start working out more. So that's going to be one of my challenges is this, you know, point number four of exercising daily, even for just a little bit. Um, it doesn't have to be vigorous, but it is recommended that you at least get your heart rate up and maybe break a sweat. Number five is evaluate your room. So where you sleep is very important, naturally, and the room is a space that should be reserved for sleeping and pretty much not much else. <laughs> so, you know, look at um, 60 to 70 degrees, uh, free of distracting noises and free of as much light as possible. Um, it says to consider blackout curtains, which I have purchased and I love. I can't recommend those enough. Uh, my room gets so dark at night that I can't see my hand if I hold it up in front of my face. I think it's fantastic. And uh, it also recommends, you know, eye shades or earplugs or even uh, white noise machines or fans or things that can create kind of a steady sound, you know, for you to hear as you're trying to relax. Something that soothes you and calms you rather than maybe loud noises of the city or loud neighbor or pets or whatever distracting sounds are around you, if you can have your environment set for sleep and perfectly tuned for your quality sleep, and that can make all the difference in the world. Number six is uh, sleeping on comfortable mattresses and pillows. Um, for me, that was a thing that I did first. I purchased a gel memory foam mattress topper and I got gel memory foam pillows. Uh, I always sing the praises of gel memory foam because it has the same principles as memory foam as you might think of it, but the gel doesn't trap heat. In fact, it stays cool. And so my bed is always cool and the pillows are always cool, which I think is really awesome. And, and they're really comfortable and they've been holding up. Uh, you have to think of it as an investment, of course, and that's kind of the downside sometimes is if finances are an issue then maybe you can't afford the best quality stuff but quality doesn't always have to be super expensive like break the bank expensive I didn't spend tons and tons of money on my stuff but it's still really good and it's been doing wonders for me in that regard and yeah it says that mattresses are even for really good ones are only good for about nine or ten years and so if yours is older than that, you might not be getting the best sleep, um, but even just a memory foam topper might make a little bit of a difference uh, for the short term. Coming in at number seven, we have avoiding bright light in the evenings and exposing yourself to sunlight in the mornings. This is said to keep your, I'm going to say this wrong probably, but uh, circadian rhythms in check, and that's basically your um, internal body clock. If you, you know, Again, avoid all of your bright lights and electronics at night. You know, your body will get used to that and associate that as nighttime and rest time and easier on your eyes time. And then if you expose yourself to sunlight in the mornings, then your body will think, ah, it's daytime. And that I know that's a practice that people who have to work night shifts and kind of switch their days and nights do a lot. Um, but the same principles hold true for us normal people who have those eight to fives where we just wake up and work and then go to bed at the quote-unquote traditional hours and so that is something that 
I can also work on is I don't often see the sun or the outsides until I open my door to go to work. So maybe opening the curtains when I wake up could help me. I don't know, but I'm going to give it a try. Heavy meals in the evenings. Uh, it recommends no large meals uh, two or three hours before bedtime. And if you're still hungry after that, maybe trying a small snack 45 minutes before bed if you are still hungry. Um, this is partially not a problem in that I do not smoke. However, there have been many nights in my life where, you know, I've been out with friends and we've closed a bar down. And those nights will throw off everything because you're not on your sleep schedule, you're having alcohol, and sometimes maybe you stop for Kidoba on your way back because you're really, really hungry. So you're eating a big meal and you have alcohol and you're not on your sleep schedule. So the mornings are just going to be super rough. I'm just as guilty as the next guy in that regard. That's something I've tried to get a little bit better at, but, you know, sometimes there's those special occasions. There are those friends who come into town that you never see, and uh, you lose all track of time, and that is that is what it is. But for the most part, I think if I can hit this daily, then I'll be pretty good. Um, I don't typically drink when it's just me or even just me and my close friends um, when we're just hanging out super late so I think that's something that could be worked on for some people and for me I'm gonna work on it in the ways that I can number nine is the wind down your body again needs time to shift from day mode to sleep mode and so recommends an hour before bed doing something relaxing, a relaxing activity, like maybe reading or whatever it is that you want to do to wind down. And that can make, again, a huge difference in the quality of sleep that you ultimately get. It also recommends that you avoid electronics in that hour before bed. I know some people who still do use electronics, like maybe e-readers or, you know, use their laptop for something before bed, have started using blue light filtering glasses or using the um, night mode or night shift mode on their phones or computers. I think those will probably help. Um, I myself am actually going to invest in a pair of blue light filtering glasses and seeing what they do. A big part of my job is looking at two computer screens literally all day and then you know I do podcasting and I write my book also on computers. So I, I think I'm just getting a lot of eye strain in there. So I'm going to try them out. I'm going to see what happens, and I will update you and let you know how that goes. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, they make a wide variety of those. Some have you know, tinted color lenses, some don't. Some are made more for you know, video gaming, and some are made more for you know, reading or just you know, laying in bed at night. So I'm going to do some more research, and I will let you know which ones I get. Number 10 is... If you can't sleep, um, go to a, another room, do something relaxing until you are tired. You know, a lot of people toss and turn and they can't get to bed and then, you know, it just adds to stress and then they go a whole night and they're not rested. This recommends going, physically removing yourself from the room and then doing another wind down and getting yourself back into that mental space to get that good sleep that your body desperately needs and that could be a big step and that's something that you know I would not really have thought about I know some people will wake up and maybe you know watch watch some shows or play on their phone and that that ultimately is going to hurt you 
and hurt the quality of sleep you get. So yeah, just maybe go to a different room in your apartment or your house and read a book or do something with you know writing or drawing or something that you're passionate about for a little bit and then go back to bed after you've attempted to wind down again. And number 11, if you still have trouble sleeping, seek a professional's help or talk to your doctor. Um, you know, keeping a sleep diary to detect your sleep patterns or issues with your sleep habits could also be huge. This isn't something that you should, you know, be ashamed of going and talking to someone about. There's professionals for a reason. There's people who study this stuff for a living and people who can genuinely help you. Um, and so reaching out to them, I think, is a great idea if you're having some problems sleeping and it is compounded and continues and continues. And so, yeah, definitely would recommend that. And yeah, I guess the big takeaway I have from all these is setting a sleep schedule and assigning your sleeping space to be primarily and almost only your sleeping space. That's kind of one of the big things is, you know, creating a good environment for good quality sleep and then making that room be only that. I have come a long way in my own personal journey towards better quality sleep and I'm excited to keep trying to get better sleep. It's already making a difference and if I can get even better sleep, that would just be awesome. Um, so that's my challenge for myself, and I think a lot of you can benefit from that as well. You're definitely not alone if you're having trouble sleeping. So maybe try some of these out, see what works, see what doesn't, and yeah, hopefully we're all getting a lot better sleep very soon. Make it kind of our new resolution for, you know, the middle of February. <laughs> um, but it's never too late to try, it's never too late to start, and really, yeah, just sleep is so important, and I really hope that some of you can use this advice. I really do, uh, because I'm going to use these kind of as a checklist for myself, so yeah, hopefully it helps. I would love to know, you know, what do you do to create a good sleep environment? What steps have you taken to improve the quality of your sleep? I'd love to know. Um, you can let me know on my social media. If you aren't already following me, please do. I am at TJ Tooley on Twitter, Tooley TJ on Instagram, and just TJ Tooley everywhere else. Um, tell your friends about this podcast and you know leave reviews if you feel so inclined. Um, yeah, next week is going to be the premiere of a new style of episode, so get excited for that. It's going to be the premiere of the Truly News Report, and I'm going to kind of have some fun with that, doing kind of a little bit of journalism-style stories, uh, little fluff pieces from the news, you know, you know the types. Um, but I have some cool stuff planned for that, and maybe it becomes something a little bit more where I write more investigative pieces. We'll see. Um, it's just going to be a fun experiment. I'm very excited to share that with you. A reminder, check out the book club book for this um, coming month is Vacation Land, um, and that's by John Hodgman. I'll be bringing back my guest, William Davis, to review that. So get excited, read the book, and yeah, follow me on social media, and Thank you again for checking out this podcast. You all are fantastic. I wish you 
good sleeps in the future. Until next time, this has been yours truly, Thule. <laughs>